Welcome to Sunspotting, the show where we discuss the personal stories, lives, and hobbies of the people you see every day at CSUN. I'm your host, Jed Bookout. Today's guest, Kristen Bott. Finals week. It's that time of year where you cram a semester's worth of study into one week, lose hours of sleep, and invest just a little bit more money into your caffeine budget. For many students, it's stressful enough as is knowing that this is the week the entire semester was building toward. But if you're Kristen Bott, you also discovered, on top of everything else, that you're on the autism spectrum. It was really annoying when I had finals plus club responsibilities plus, oh, guess what, you're autistic on top of all of that. Suddenly, life began to make a little more sense. But I always felt much more comfortable on a weird visceral level around people who were like neurologically not all there, whether they were autistic or whether they had some kind of psychosis issue going on. It was always like I gravitated toward people who weren't part of like the mainstream accepted part of society. I just felt safer. Kristen grew up in Rancho Vista, a suburb of Palmdale, before moving to Lancaster where she lived until she was 32 years old. From an early age, she knew that she was different from other kids. She had trouble making friends and integrating socially into classrooms. People were something to be more curious about rather than invested in. And unlike other kids in school, she had little to no knowledge of popular culture. You know, I had a really tight-knit home life, but it was very insulated. It was very like, we have a specific family culture oriented towards school and pop culture doesn't really enter in. It was one of those families where like TV time was super limited. No real comic books or anything like that. No pop culture. Like, there was academia, and then there was everything else. Kristen overcame a lot of this awkwardness through hanging out with her boyfriend, Cody Yost, introducing herself to pop culture and other ways people find common ground in conversation. This made her later status as a returning student, which is the official term for someone who returns to education at a later age than average, much easier. And so Cody was very different. Like, I thought we were just going to be really good friends, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to be friends with someone before you dated them, so it was like, I can't stop hanging out with you, I feel amazing around you, but we're supposed to be friends, what the fuck is going on? Brain explodes. I was called the mom friend in my dorms because I was like 10 years older than all my roommates, and I was always like, you know, do you guys need a Tylenol, or make sure that if you're gonna bring home snacks, they're healthy. Kristen and Cody have been together for 11 years. Her coming to terms with being on the spectrum was never a hurdle for a relationship between two people who clearly love and care for each other, but never approach each other with conventional love and care. We speak controlling, like that's our love language. He, he really likes the fact that I have a temper and an edge and the way that he shows love is by like poking at me and waiting for that to flare up. And the way that I show love is basically just by like digging at him when he's not expecting it. Wherever we go, we are a two-man act, so to speak, a two-them act. <laughs> it makes the most sense to me because this whole, like, earnest, oh, I love you, I will be with you forever, me, amor, just never made sense to me. What fun is life unless you're just going around pointing out? Like, we've been to weddings where we got through the whole thing just by, like, making fun of everything. Like, I'm not really, I mean, I love my friends, but I'm not a wedding person, so... If it's too earnest, if they care too much about the wedding itself, I'll just be like, thank God we're never going to have a ceremony. Oh my God. One of the most interesting things about Kristen is her lifelong contrast between how she looks at the world 
and how she looks at herself. She was raised by academics and was taught early on about the values of a good education and fostering a sharp intellect. But from how she puts it, it seems as if her parents tied all of these ideas together morally as well. It wasn't just an aspiration to be an intellectual. It was the idea that if you weren't an intellectual, you weren't even a good person. Both my parents grew up in a time and in a culture where education and fun, work and fun, work and play, were really divided. Like you had the things that you do because you're supposed to, and then you do the things that you do because you want to. And if you're a good person, and if you do things correctly, like if you're really smart was the favorite word, then you like to do what you should do. Very Protestant mindset. Even though Kristen rejects the idea that goodness is tied to intelligence in any way, she's embraced the role of an academic in life nonetheless, due to a thirst for knowledge and a constant desire to understand the world around her. She's even taken to teaching herself new languages in a search for a deeper understanding of others. It's really important for me to understand the other ways of living, the other realities that are out there. I've always been interested in the unwritten things because like, I think that I was able to start finding more of the truth through Irish, my own personal truth. And I was trying to essentially use Irish to take myself out of this modern world, you know, where we all speak English and think in this sort of a boxed in modern way. And I was trying to think in, in a way that comes from an alternate way of living. I don't know really how to articulate it right now. Kristen has a wealth of stories, facts, and overall curiosity regarding the way other people work. When it comes to herself, however... You know, how do you... When you have no solid framework for understanding how the world works, and when you, when you work differently than other people, and you are not given too many examples on how to be introspective, you almost have to come up with your own language for asking these questions. That takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of energy that can come at the expense of actually figuring out how the Like, if you don't know what questions to ask about yourself, how do you know what questions to ask about the world? The strengths that I have are really intense, but then the strengths I think that you're more expected to have by a certain age in our culture, those things come a lot slower to me. Kristen has self-diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum. Self-diagnosis is a controversial topic among physicians, but Kristen, who is in the process of receiving an official diagnosis from a doctor, believes that how a community of those on the spectrum feel matters most in regards to her self-diagnosis. She refers to herself in highway metaphors, stating, Like, the whole world is driving on a highway more or less the same direction, and you're on a byway. Like, you're going maybe at the same speed, and no matter how close you get to the freeway, you can appear to be driving on the freeway, but you're still going to be on a separate road, and you will always be on a separate road. And I told that to a lot of autistic friends, and they totally identified with it. And... When I came to that conclusion, it was like something shifted in me that I hadn't felt before with other, oh, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. And I felt a sudden peace with myself. Kristen knows that self-diagnosis is controversial. If you don't believe her, she understands. But she also doesn't see why anybody would lie about being on the spectrum. There's no material stakes of me having this label. Now, some people could say, oh, if, if, you know, if anyone can call themselves autistic, it waters down the label. And it's like, 
why does it water down the label when no one wants to consider themselves autistic? Like, what's the demand for this label? Are people going to try and self-marginalize for social credit? Like, I have not seen that happen. Look at the way Greta Thunberg's being treated right now. People will fall all over themselves to discredit her. Neurodivergence is not a desirable state of living. This sparked an epiphany regarding something within myself. So I decided to use a specific recurring mental image that I personally have to understand where Kristen was coming from. The one thing that I cannot personally visualize is the, the, the visual of a car's wheels driving on surface. And when I imagine it, all I imagine is the car immediately braking and then flipping upside down. And no matter what I try to do to tell myself, like, just focus and do it, eventually that car flips upside down. The way that you describe yourself reminds me of that because you're constantly looking for this image of you going forward, but you always end up hitting some kind of wall. Yeah. And by hitting that wall, you keep ending up flipping upside down. By self-diagnosing, by understanding this about yourself, that it's not a problem, it's not a deterrent of yourself, yeah. you're realizing that the flip, in a sense, if you want to use the, you know, the metaphor of the car, it's not a deterrent, it's not um, a problem necessarily even of the car not being able to, it's just a different way of the car functioning. It's super, in terms of like the idea of the car flipping upside down, imagine that the car flips upside down and it kind of like lands in a new reality like some cheesy ass movie. When the car landed in that different reality, it was like I came into my own world. I live in a different place than a lot of people do. And so once I allowed myself to realize that, I started paying more attention to how the world worked, and suddenly everything started fitting together. And that's why it's like, sure, diagnosis or not, if I fit into my own brain, that makes the most difference. Coming to terms wasn't always an easy transition, especially during such a chaotic time as finals. But Kristen persevered, partially due to the unique dynamic she has in her relationship with Cody, Kristen graduated CSUN and ended up acing her finals before graduation. Now, she attends Concept Design Academy in Pasadena and is focused on establishing a career. A returning student, on the spectrum, the consummate mom friend. The path forward for Kristen has been anything but conventional. But, much like her relationship with Cody, maybe life doesn't need to be conventional for Kristen Bott to figure things out. Thanks for listening to Sunspotting. For more stories like these, you can search for Sunspotting on thesundial.csun.edu or search for the Daily Sundial Sunspotting on Apple Music, Spotify, or any other podcatcher you might use. For The Sundial, this has been Jed Bookout. <laughs>